Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlil fala hadiyalah wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna sayyidana muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluh ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun ya ayyuhannasu taqu rabbakum الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويوفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد أيها المؤمنون اتقوا الله تعالى فإن من اتقى الله وقاه وأرشده إلى خير أموري دينه ودنياه أو سليس الله سبحانه وتعالى Indeed Allah سبحانه وتعالى has ordered us to worship him as Allah عز وجل says وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I've not created mankind and jinn except that they worship me. And my beloved brothers in Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us as well that we worship him to the best of our abilities. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this indeed brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And know my beloved brothers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he speaks about himself then he mentions a certain sifa he mentions a certain category and he says at the end or towards the end of Surah Al-Furqan and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he introduces us the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he now describes that slave of the most merciful and who is the slave that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about eight categories. And Allah azza wa jal, he starts off and he says, وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا وَإِذَا خَاطَبُهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا Allah azza wa jal, he addresses the true servants of the most compassionate and he says that they are those who when they walk on this earth they walk on this earth humbly 
and when they walk or when they meet the foolish ones and when someone tries to argue with them unnecessary then their response to such a person is qalu salama they respond with peace so the first point here my beloved brothers in islam is that when one walks on this earth we do not walk on this earth boastfully but also we don't walk on this earth in such a way that someone would think here's a tortoise walking or someone extremely slow or this person he looks so ill that he won't be able to survive till the evening no but rather when we walk we walk in between in between being haughty in between being boastful and being someone that looks ill someone that looks sick and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا and when an ignorant and when a foolish person addresses you and his address is in such a way that his conversation doesn't make sense or he's trying to explain something to you but in a way that is not Islamic or in a way that makes no sense so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what do you say to him do you carry on arguing with him no qalu salama you say to him peace be upon you and today my beloved brothers we find whether it's on social media and especially on social media you will find everybody has an opinion everyone wants to say something especially with regards to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and many a times they don't back this up with Quran and Sunnah many a times it is backed up with ignorance it is backed up with jahl so for you as a person of knowledge for you as a person that Allah has granted some understanding of the Quran, some understanding of the prophetic traditions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the deen at large, you need to weigh out your options. If I'm going to spend half an hour explaining to this brother, is it going to benefit him in any way? Is he going to change? Or am I going to waste my time and and am I going to waste his time? If you feel that he's still carrying on and he's arguing without any dalil, without any proof, then it's best to say, Qalu salama, that I leave you with peace. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he carries on and he says, وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا وَقِيَامًا So who are the ibadur rahman? Who are the servants of the most compassionate? They are those that they spend a good portion of the evening of the night لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدَةً Prostrating themselves وَقِيَامًا Prostrating themselves and standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now here one needs to understand for the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stand in Qiyamul Layl to stand in Salatul Tahajjud, what needs to be in place? Is his five daily prayer. Someone cannot miss Fajr, he cannot miss Isha, but he wants to get up three o'clock in the morning to make Tahajjud. This does not make sense. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us first to do that which is fard. Thereafter one can do that which is sunnah. And to stand up in the middle of the night and to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extremely great and extremely important. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us in a hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he descends down to the sama'ud dunya in the last portion of the night and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting for that slave to ask him to grant him something. He's looking for that slave to see forgiveness for no my beloved brothers indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving and the most merciful and if you are going through any trials and tribulations and any difficulty in your life then wake up during the last part of the night and call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the doors of the kings and the queens when the doors of the governments and the presidents are closed then know that the doors of Allah azza wa jal is open and it never closes and know my beloved brothers then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he carries on and he explains and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّ نَصْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمْ إِنَّ عَذَابَهَا كَانَ غَرَامًا إِنَّهَا سَاءَ إِنَّهَا سَاءَةُ مُسْتَقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says that they are those who pray and they call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they say Rabbana Srif O our Lord keep the punishment of Jahannam away from us for its punishment is indeed unrelenting it is certainly an evil place to settle and reside O oh, my beloved brothers in Islam know that the least punishment in Jahannam as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as he informs us and he says that the least punishment in Jahannam is for someone to stand on a metal plate and this plate is so warm that his brains starts to boil awkamaqal alayhi salatu wa salam so the pious the pious slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he asks and he makes dua and he invokes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he begs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, that you are the only one that can forgive, so forgive me. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he carries on and he explains and he says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنْفَقُوا لم يسرفوا ولم يقتروا وكان بين ذلك قواما and now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he explains and he says that they are those the ibadur rahman the slaves are the most compassionate they are not just those that make salah they are not just those that recite Quran but they are those who they that when they spend they neither spend wastefully nor are they stingy but rather they are moderate and this my beloved brothers in Islam is something extremely important in today's time we find two extremes we find the one extreme that they are extremely wasteful they give a function how much food is left over they need to buy a house what type of house do they buy they need to buy a car what type of car do they buy sometimes we find that yes, if you can afford something, walhamdulillah. But many of us, we go into excess. 
we become wasteful whether it's with a function whether it's with food whether it's with clothing etc and then on the other side we find someone that he has but he's become stingy Allah has granted him with a lot and there are so many organizations there are so many needy people there are so many feeding schemes but yet he tries to amass this wealth for what? Did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam did he not inform us in a hadith that when a person passes away and he's taken to his qabr then only his good deeds remains with him in his qabr only his deeds remains with him in his qabr that the wealth it goes back that the family it goes back so who are you spending your money on? so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us and he says that we need to strike a balance we need to take the moderate approach and in many cases as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us in the Quran and he says وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطَةً that indeed I've created you to be a nation which is in the middle that we don't go to either extremes in any form whether it's in our ibadah whether it's in our daily lives but we need to strike the perfect balance and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now he informs us and he says وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا so now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws our attention to the most important thing which is in the life of a mu'min of a Muslim and that is to worship Allah and to worship Allah alone so the ibadur rahman they are those who وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخر that they are those who do not invoke any other ilah besides Allah meaning they do not commit shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and many people unfortunately the understanding of shirk is the following that there is more than one Allah so if I say there is more than one Allah then that is shirk but if I make dua to other than Allah then that is not shirk if I call unto Abdul Qadir Jilani if I call unto the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam if I call unto Badawi then this is not shirk but this in itself is shirk as shirk can take place in the uluhiyah in regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an ilah and saying that there's more than one ilah or it can take place in rububiyah in saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Rabb that he is the maker that he is the creator that he is the sustainer that he is the nourisher and how many people they utter the kalima la ilaha illallah but when they make dua they make dua to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they slaughter they slaughter for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ and this is the second group 
So the Ibadur Rahman, they are not part of this. They don't ascribe partners to Allah. Neither do they take a human life which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made sacred except through legal right. So here, yeah, my beloved brothers, there are certain cases in Islam under a judge, under a qadi, or in the time of jihad, where one is allowed to take life. But generally, you cannot just walk in the road, billah, and you don't like the look on someone's face, billah, and you kill him. Or what we see on a daily basis in Cape Town, what is happening in our communities with regards to gangsterism. Because what does he do? He gives his life to the flag or to the tattoo or to the number and he just kills left, right and center. Or you find certain groups maybe not rife in our community like Daesh, like Al-Qaeda, etc. That they take the lives of innocent Muslims because they feel that this is correct. وَنَعُوذُ billah. One is not allowed to take the life of a fellow human being except by the legal rights that Allah has given in the Sharia. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَزْنُونَ And do not commit zina. Do not fornicate. وَمَنْ يَفْعَلْ ذَلِكَ And whomsoever does any of this, يَلْقَ أَثَامَ he will indeed face a severe penalty or a penalty. So the third category that the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stays away, that the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not get involved in is zina. And my beloved brothers, this is something that is extremely rife in our communities today. That how many cases speak to imams, speak to shuyukh, speak speak to counselors on a daily basis they are busy dealing with cases of zina of fornication and we need to ask ourselves maybe 30 40 50 years ago this was not that rife but in today's time we find that it's a daily occurrence if we were to do a survey and we were to ask do you know someone that has been involved in fornication do you know someone that has committed zina I think close to 90 close to 95 percent of the musallis in the masjid will be able to say yes I do so this is a clear indication that it is a problem in the community and it is something that needs to be spoken about and it is something that we need to nip it in the bud because no one just goes out and they fornicate with someone there's muqaddimatu zina there's things that happens before this whether it's a whatsapp message whether it's a like of a photo on facebook whether it's a dm on instagram and that's how it starts whether it's speaking to someone in the workplace, you know I'm having a problem with my spouse, and then you start speaking and start speaking before you know, you're exchanging messages at night, and one thing leads to the other. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. 
وعن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم on the authority of Abu Huraira, he mentions that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he said, avoid the seven most evil things. It was said by the companions, what are they, O Messenger of Allah? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, associating anything with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, magic. Number three, killing of one whom Allah has declared inviolate without a just cause. Number four, consuming the property of an orphan. Number five, the consuming of riba. Number six, taking back when or turning your back when the army advances. And number seven, slandering a chaste woman who are believers but you are unwary. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yudha'af lahu al-adhab. Yudha'af lahu al-adhab yawm al-qiyama wa yakhlud fihi Muhana, that the punishment will be multiplied on the day of judgment and they will remain in it forever in disgrace and now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and again it shows us the mercy and the rahmah and the compassion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives for us as his weak slaves he says illa man taba wa amana wa amila عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئًا سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ خَفُورًا رَحِيمًا As for those As for those who repent and they believe So someone cannot just say Oh Allah forgive me but he doesn't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they must do amalan salihan again you cannot just say I believe in Allah but you don't make salah you don't fast in the month of Ramadan you don't stay away from riba no these things go together as Allah says in numerous places in the Quran amanu wa amilu salihat oh you who believe and who does righteous deeds I cannot just say I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but I don't obey the orders and commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the most forgiving he is the most merciful and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ الزُّورَ وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِلَغْوِ مَرُّوا كِرَامًا that the ibadul rahman that they are those who do not bear false witness they do not bear false witness and this also is something extremely common in society today someone will come and someone will say, you know what? Just write me something. Just write a testimonial for me. I was your student. Or I worked at your place for 10 years. When in fact he only worked for six months. In fact he was only a student here for one day. But you say, no, he graduated from the institute. This is zur. This is false tales. This is bearing false witness. Or you know something wrong has happened. You know Fulan did something. But then what do you do? You say, no, Fulan didn't do that. Wa na'udhu billah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us and He says 
that the Ibadur Rahman, they are not of those people that bear false witness. And when they come across falsehood, they pass it by with dignity. <coughs> and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ لَمْ يَخِرُّوا عَلَيْهَا سُمَّوا وَعُمْيَانَا And the Ibadur Rahman, they are those who when they are reminded of the revelation of the Lord, they do not turn a blind eye or a deaf ear to it. Many a times we find that a person does something wrong or is involved in something wrong and when he's reminded that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says then it is but who are you to tell me or don't judge or I will only listen to a particular shaykh I will only listen to a particular alim if he tells me then I will listen but if another scholar tells me, then I'm not going to listen. Because he doesn't fit my criteria of a scholar. Or I only have a liking to him. But rather, we should be of those that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message comes to us, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa message comes to us, and it affects me, then I should be grateful to the person that is giving me the advice. And on the flip side of the coin, when giving advice, give sincere advice. Don't belittle the person. If it is advice that can be given in private, then you do it in private. If it is general advice for the community, then it can be done public and Allah knows best. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا كُرْوَةَ عَيُّنٍ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that they are those who pray and they invoke Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they say Rabbana hablana min azwajina O oh, our Lord, bless us with pious spouses wa and with offspring who will be what? who will be the coolness and the joy of our hearts and make us models for the righteous we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that first of all for those that don't have spouses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them spouses for those that do have spouses but they don't have children that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them children. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil qur'ani wa sunnah wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum minal ayati wa hikmah aqulu ma sami'tum fastawfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoorul rahim. Alhamdulillah, 
Alhamdulillahi hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yardah wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh sallallahu wa sallam alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in ibadallah ayyuhal mu'minun اتقوا تعالى وراقبوه في السر وعلانية والغيب والشهادة مراقبة من يعلم أن ربه يسمعه ويرى. My beloved brothers, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He ends off the description of the slaves of the most compassionate, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, أولئك يجزون الغرفة بما صبروا. وَيُلَقَّوْنَ فِيهَا أي الجنة تحية وسلامة الله سبحانه وتعالى says it is they who will be rewarded with elevated mansions in Jannah for their sabr for their patience and will be received with salutations and greetings of peace and then Allah سبحانه وتعالى says Whatever difficulties we went through in this dunya Whatever hardship we are going through currently Whatever money problems I have Whatever family problems I have Whatever electricity problems I have If you are from the Ibadur Rahman from the, most, from the slave of the most compassion And you follow the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it was taught by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to you in verse 76 of Surah Al-Furqan, خَالِدِينَ fiha that you will abide in Jannah forever and ever. حَسُنَتْ مُسْتَقَرَّ وَمُقَامَةً What an excellent place to settle and reside. هَذَا وَصَلُّوا وَسَلِّمُوا رَعَاكُمُ اللَّهِ على محمد بن عبد الله